It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Tuesday, June 21st, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. It's one of my favorite days of the year. It's the summer solstice. It's the longest day of the year. Midsummer. Astrological. Longest astrological day of the year. That's right. Yes. Um, I just, I don't, I just love it. I always have, I love being outside when the sun's up that long. I always try to schedule a camping trip around this time of year because it's so cool to be like out camping and you're like, man, it's 11 o'clock and there's still light on the horizon. Yep. So that's why we're going this weekend. Yeah. Just great time of year. Great time, great of, year. time of year. It's Compared great. to well, it's uh, calendar opposite where you barely see the sun. <laughs> you get to work in the dark. You go home in the dark. Got to be honest, though, with our job, when you're trying to get to sleep at a reasonable time. <laughs> It has not happened. It just has not happened at this time of year. Because, yeah, the sun's up to like 1130. I'm not going to try and go to bed at 830 when the sun is up for another four hours, essentially. And you hear the children I, playing outside. Honestly, like, the screaming children, children like running through fountains, <laughs> having a blast. And here I'm in bed. I'm like, this is not happening. Mm-mm. Sometimes around this time of year, I just don't. I don't. You know, like, I'm like, I'm going for a bike ride after supper because it's so nice. And yep. we don't get to do this all year. I just stay so. up. I'm like, I know I shouldn't, but you can't not. Like, again, yeah. you got to enjoy it when you can. So. Yeah. And especially like, I always think about this time, like in December. Yes. It's like, this sucks. It's so dark. We got into so. work today and we only put half of the lights on in the studio. And I was like, oh, it's bright enough already that we don't even need lights on right now. It's great. It's very rare for us. I think I've told this story before, but I used to play in like a jam band with a couple guys who worked in the potash mine and they would work like two week shifts and they'd start it. They'd start early and they'd work late and they'd say like in the winter, yeah, they would get into the lift in the dark going underground and they knew that they wouldn't see the sun for two weeks but based on their schedule. Two weeks. If people in offices who don't have windows, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they're a lo- the same. Yeah, like I mean, I you're not going a, f- a mile into the earth, but no, you're still no, you're still not seeing the sun. I had a friend who didn't have uh, outside windows, and she was saying that. Like I remember in Edmonton when I first went there, and she she had just moved there as well, and wasn't used to the short daylight. And she was like, "I can't believe it. I go into work and leave work, and it's dark." <laughs> and I'm like, "Unless you go out on your lunch break or go out on the weekend." She yeah, started you- making a point of doing that for that reason. But I was like, "Yeah, if you didn't, or if you were super busy and you didn't have a chance to take a break, you would not see the sun." Yep. So in those dark days, I always think about this time of year and how great it is that, yep. like, after supper, you still have so much daylight to enjoy. So much daylight. So that's what we're going to do this week, I think. Yep. Take advantage of that. Uh, on the show today, we're going to make the humidity sexy later on. Yeah. Uh, we have not one, but two conspiracies. One has to do with this facility in the United States where people think... Strange things happen. Super weird things happen, yeah. And the other has to do with the comments that Formula One driver Sebastian Vettel made about the Alberta oil industry just recently. Uh, We're going to talk about a terrible bike crash and arguably a Terry of the Month Hall of Famer. Yes. This this man is mythical. Everything about him. Mythical. I, I still have, I'm having dreams about him, I think. I close my eyes and I still, I still see him. We're going to talk about nepotism. The goat of children's birthday parties. First, you're out of context clip of the show. <laughs> Way to knock it down, Terry. Oh, my God. Way to get in front of you it, kept, You kept it in front of you. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was opening a new account the other day, and I had to give all my information. And when the woman asked for my birth date, I said, January 26, 1989. And she said, oh, the 80s. <laughs> How old was this woman? Yeah, well, she was actually from the 80s, too. But we've... 
We've officially reached the age where the decade in which we were born is noteworthy, Shauna. It's a novelty it's age a, oh, now? Oh, the 80s. Oh. <laughs> Did you wear spandex and neon? You no, I was an 80s. infant. I know. <laughs> I was an infant for the 80s. We were born in the end of the 80s, so that's yeah, different. me especially. We didn't get to experience. You're only eight months younger than me. What year okay? were you born? 1988. You 80, were born in 89. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. a little fresher, a little newer. Eight, eight months. A little more spry. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, you're still born in the 80s, old man. <laughs> We're both born in the okay. 80s. I, my friends, some of my friends have been older than me throughout the years, and yeah. I, I had one friend who was born in 79. Actually, I had two friends who were born in 79, and I'd always bug them, like, hey, what were the 70s like? <laughs> you're from the 70s. And the one girl, she warned me, she's like, one day this is going to be you. Yep. The people are going to be making fun of for being old. And I was That's like, true. I mean, 33 is not old, but we, are, we were born in the 80s. Which, we're getting older. For people who were born in the 2000s, probably seems like an, like another lifetime. Like young grocery store clerks and stuff, when they look at us, they're like, oh, you old. <laughs> like, I remember being at that age, right, where everybody was way older, and then you start conceptualizing age a little different as you get older. Yeah. You're like, wait, the 30s aren't old, but I remember my sister being 35, and I was like, oh, that sounds Holy old, crap, and I'm almost there. Yeah. What age what seems old to you now? 70s? 70s? Yeah. Yeah. Like, even 60s now, I mean, I think differently of than I used to, right? Yeah, because... Like, my dad's in his 60s, and st- early 60s, but still seems, like, quite young to me, yeah. you know? And even, like, my parents are in their 70s, and they don't... Like, when I think of 70s, they're not what I picture. Like, for me, if I think 70s, I think, like, really old, but yeah. they're not really old. Like, they're still very spry. I don't know, so... Well, when you think, like, statistically, if you're in your 70s, statistically, you're probably in your last 10 years. Jesus, thanks is, for telling me that. I mean, that's just the average Canadian lives my, to be 82. Women your parents live. are in their last 10 years, Sean. Thanks. That's, that's a really nice that. way of saying that. Did, awesome. But it's like, that is, I mean, 70s is kind of getting there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It is I not mean, quite 80s, but... People are living longer now, for they sure. Are, but, they are, and are probably a little healthier at that age, even, yeah, right? So, yeah. yeah, I mean... But still... I don't mean to say your parents Jesus, live 10 years. The way you said, I was like, maybe okay. They'll live, maybe they'll live to be 100. Hopefully mm-hmm. they do. Hopefully they're healthy and happy the whole way. Yeah. But, I mean, there are kids in the bars right now who were born in the year 2004. I know. 2004. Mm-hmm. And we're from the 80s. Yep. We're from the 1980s. We're getting old. <laughs> old. <laughs> BNS in 20 minutes or less. My nephew's birthday is coming up, and I was chatting with my sister yesterday about what they might do for it, and it brought back all these these flashbacks to different parties that I attended as a kid. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite type of birthday party to attend as a kid? Oh, because there were so many activity. good ones. Like, there's all kinds of options and stuff. I mean, there's the ones that happen at, like, Chuck E. Cheese or the yeah. Laser Quest. Yeah. There's the there's the home birthdays where you, you bring out the bouncy castle or yeah. something like that. Is there any in particular that you can zone in on as, like, what would the goat of children's birthday the, parties the be? The goat of the children's goat, birthday parties? The greatest parties? of all time when it comes to children's birthdays. You mentioned Laser Quest. Yeah. That was always a big one. It was always a huge Yeah, if we're like, we're, it's my birthday and we're going to play laser tag. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I know. That was always kind of fancy, too, like when parents would afford to yeah. have the birthday out at a venue where you got that back room. A little room, more expensive. party. And, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. shelling out a few hundred bucks for that, for sure. Totally. What about uh, just swimming birthday parties? Swimming was great. Always swimming is 
Always good. We got really lucky because we grew up in Brampton and tons of people have, have pools there because of how hot it is all the through oh, summer. Yeah. So we had a lot of pool parties. That's cool. And it was always really like cool. going pool partying and then you get the pizza when you get out of the pool. And, oh, that was always good. I never went to like, you know, a really over the top children's birthday party. All my friends were pretty middle class. Yes. So no I, one, we didn't have like one of those events where like the parent just goes nuts. And me neither. Tons of money. They were all like pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know. Like the fancy ones were the Laser Quest or whatever ones. Yeah. I was like, that would that was huge when they go in it and put that little extra investment in. But you're right, there yeah. are some some pretty insane birthdays that you see that people yes. host for their kids. Wall climbing was big. Oh, would go wall climbing. That was always a popular one. Yeah, and then I know like a lot of the guys. I've never actually been paintballing. I've never been paintballing in my life. But people were always pretty cranked about paintball, and I just never, I just never lined up. I guess with me going to a birthday party with paintball. But, yeah. I think those are the, those are the three that pop to mind when you ask about the goat of birthday parties, but probably, probably laser tag. I know, like a lot of people back, then, like there was a lot of roller rink birthdays. I oh, never got man. We didn't those have a good roller great. rink in Brampton, so I never ever went to a roller rink birthday. But I've heard such amazing things about those. I missed out on that one. Yeah, especially when you got a little older and there'd be like guys and girls mm. at the birthday party. Then it was really fun because it's dark out there. Yeah, like ooh, bowling parties. Ooh. That was another one. Bowling's great. Bowling parties. My- my my brother, one of his best buds, they still go bowling every year for his birthday. It's just tradition. They have since he was little. I went bowling on Saturday night, and it was a damn blast. Yeah, it, yeah. I, actually, so the last fun. two weeks I've gone bowling because I'm I'm in a bowling, I'm in a bowling mood right now for some reason. So that's another good one. Yeah, and I mean but, bowling is more accessible than laser tag. Yes. Like place, you need to be a city of a certain size to even have laser right. tag. Whereas bowling is everywhere. Every small mm-hmm. town has a bowling alley. So maybe it is bowling. Maybe that would be the. Maybe it would be bowling, the goat of children's the birthday goat parties. Goat of children's birthdays. Yeah, but then like, without if we didn't have birthdays, we wouldn't have laser tag. I'm pretty sure. So, hmm. it's, okay, now I want to go to. Say. I went, Do them both. I went full grown laser tagging recently for a friend's birthday too. I don't know what we're doing. We're reverting back to the children's parties. Have what a we're children's doing here. birthday weekend where you hit yes. them all. You go laser tag. You go wall climbing. You go swimming. You go yep. bowling. Oh, my God. You eat, you eat a huge cheese pizza. That's what's happening my next birthday back there. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We went to the new Jurassic World Dominion last week. Yeah. It was at uh, Landmark Cinema Shaughnessy. They they hosted the X-99 screening, and we got to go to that. It was awesome. So much fun. Um, but that, star, that movie stars Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. And Bryce Dallas Howard is the daughter of Ron Howard, the director. Uh, nice. And I was thinking about was thinking about whether or not we would know her name. If her dad wasn't Ron Howard, I mean, she's a good actress. Yeah, she's very good looking, very good looking. But we probably wouldn't, like, just based on the odds of yeah. quote unquote making it in Hollywood, right? Probably not. And like, as far as I know, I don't think Ron ever directly cast her in a movie, so I don't think she's like directly benefited from that relationship in that way. But I'm sure it's an enormous leg up in Hollywood when your dad is Ron Howard. Well, right. just being around other people in Hollywood, right? He would have famous friends, so yes. they would have been around her, and so yes, because of that exposure, I'm sure that helps. He would know everybody, producers, yeah. casting directors, all the agents, like it would be, and, and you see a lot of that in Hollywood, right? You see yeah. a lot of, um, in some cases, like flat out nepotism in that case, right? It's like this person had famous parents who then made them famous, and right. and, and on we go, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about nepotism, Shauna? How do you feel about people using their power to give family members jobs and opportunities? I think that's a tough question because if you love your children, you're going to try and help them out in any way you can. And I don't, you can't fault people for that. And of course, everybody loves their kids. So 
yeah, if you have the opportunity to help a kid get to the next step, then you're going to take that opportunity. Just like everyone will use any advantage they have, right? Everybody will try and... Mm-hmm. That's yeah, how, that's how you do things, right? You try and make connections. And if your connections happen to be through your parents, I think um, there's there's some people who give their family members jobs without making them work for it, though. And that's when you get into trouble. OK, I think that, you know, you have to teach your kids, for example, how to work for things. But if they deserve it and you have an opportunity, of course, like give it to them. You know? Yeah, I like, kind of look at it the same way. I think when you said that, like you use it any advantage that you have. Everyone does. It's human does. nature. Whether this is it's what we do. money or connections or genetics or, yeah. you know, any of that. People use, you know, if you have a friend who works at a company and mm-hmm. you're like, hey, can you put in a good word for me? That's using your connections. That's isn't what it? networking like, is. Networking. Yeah. When everybody talks about how to, you know, get the next step or or find the next level, it's like you you have to network. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That is meeting people and then hoping to use that to your advantage, right? And if your mom is the boss, mm-hmm. well, that is your networking your right there, yeah. right? It's I know, and it is tough if you like you lost a job because the boss's kid got it. You'd be like, well, this sucks. Yeah, but. Like you said, it's so tough out there that it everybody is. is using every advantage that they have to try to get ahead. Mm-hmm. So I think, and like you said, I think where you run into trouble is if the kid sucks. Yes. You know, if the kid doesn't deserve to be there and if they suck at their job or they screw up and still get a pass, and that other people it. wouldn't, you know? That's the problem. Then, and I, I think some people will do that, right? Where it's like, you still have to, again, make your kid work for it. They still need to attend the appropriate schooling, for example, to take over that company. And if you just kind of bypass that and go, well, it's because it's my kid and they have no experience, that you're in trouble, if right? If you Billy Madison them through, then you... Yeah. Then you're... Your company is going to do well. Eric okay? deserved that company. I understand why he went crazy. He deserved the company. That was a bad case of nepotism yeah. right there. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I'd like to nominate a Terry of the Month if I could. Please. I mean, we're three quarters of the two thirds of the way through June here, and we haven't had a Terry of the Month nominee. So, Beckler, I'm at the pinnacle of Terry on the weekend. Like, I don't, he might be peak Terry. Let me just explain. That's a bold okay? statement, Shauna. I can't believe I didn't tell you about this guy yesterday. Okay, first of all, he he had a mullet, of course, and it was an unapologetically dirty, like Joe Dirt style mullet. Like he was going for it. Looked okay? like a wig. He it totally <laughs> did, and along with it, he had the greasy stash. Okay, but it gets better. He's on a slow pitch team, and just before their game was about to start, he rolled across the slow pitch field on a riding cooler. <laughs> the the entire league stopped to watch this grand entrance, okay? Because the mullet was flowing behind him. And you can actually buy a riding cooler to sit on. I don't know if you've seen this. No, I haven't. Okay, well, you can buy those. But no, he made his own. He jerry-rigged better. this cooler to Even an electric better. scooter and came ripping across the field. And that thing was going Mach 100, okay? So that was... Made his own party vehicle, Okay. Then he was wearing an ironic Hawaiian T-shirt, as you do, and pit viper sunglasses. So you can envision this. Yeah. Then he. I'm kind of already picturing all of this yeah. without you even describing. Oh my god! It, so that's... But his Hawaiian shirt was cut halfway to reveal his gut fur. It was a so crop top. He, he Hawaiian made it shirt. A crop top. A half shirt to reveal, and he had a, a sizable cheeseburger <laughs> locker on him, and he purposely cut off. The Hawaiian shirt to display this, okay? I'm picturing Kenny Powers. I hope everyone else is too. It basically, yes, exactly. And there were welts on his stomach because he clearly uses his gut fur as a glove when he plays slow pitch as well. (laughs) 
So he, he had welts that he was showing people. He was like, oh, yeah, here's from last week. And then he's like, this is a fresh one. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is. So nothing's getting behind him, eh? He's just keep the ball in front of you, you at all costs. Up, just boom, lock it down. Just stick out that stomach and go for it. Like superhero, you know, hold your arms by your sides and go. Sounds like, like slapping a freaking Care Bear. Sounds like slapping a raw stank, steak on a counter. Oh, that wet sort of slap. Oh my god! When Terry takes one off the gut at third. Yeah, yeah. I wish he had like a painted baseball on his chest, like a Care Bear, just a nice round chest. Go, go! Yeah. But way to knock it down, Terry. Oh my god! Way to get in front of you it. Kept, you kept it in front of you. <laughs> That's all you need to do. Knocks it down with the gut, picks it up, just... and guns it over to first. Or it bounces oh off. Oh my of god! What a his stomach enough to just fly it over anyway. Just <laughs> boing, and then just shoots out like a trampoline. Makes that sound. <laughs> boing. boing. That's, that's... <laughs> nice catch. Oh man. Yeah, nice, nice throw for your gut for there, Terry. What does this guy do when he's not oh, playing softball? Oh my! I love him so much. Because okay. this, this works on a softball diamond. It, it just, maybe uh, doesn't work in an office. Well, it's fair. Uh, <laughs> And then the one last thing on on his knee, he had a tattoo, and it said "dis" in the Disney font. You know, like that fancy "dis," and it's on his <laughs> knee. So Disney, get it? He put. So he had a. I don't know if I've ever heard of anyone more committed to Terrydom. No, I just every. Like, I know this level of commitment would cost him job opportunities, dating prospects, perhaps. Like but this is a, a lifestyle choice. He was a hero on the slow pitch field, okay? In so, certain circles, yeah. yeah. In other circles Maybe not. Widely panned. Yeah, you never know though. Maybe he's he could be really well maybe he started his own company and he's <laughs> who knows, okay? But Man. Holy banana everything about him. I wow. just I was so How happy this weekend. Do we get in touch with this fella? Yep. Yeah, I forget he he had a nickname that everybody called him by, too. Of course he had a <sighs> Probably like beef or something. I was right? so like, distracted by the whole oracle that I just I don't remember it. Call me Turbo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Turbo. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Back there along with Shauna. Hello. <laughs> Yesterday on the show, we talked a bit about the comments of German Formula One driver Sebastian Vettel. He was disparaging towards Alberta oil, yeah. said that we're destroying nature up in the oil sands and called it Canada's climate crime. Uh, and he took a lot of heat for that because, well, one, he's a Formula One driver and he's sponsored by the largest oil producer in the world, Saudi Aramco. Yeah. Talk about hypocritical. Anyway. And he admitted to being a hypocrite as, yeah. as if that like absolves the hypocrisy. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And not to give his comments any more oxygen, but I was just reading through the reaction online to what, you know, what he had said. And some people were like, what if, what if Saudi oil has encouraged him to bash Western oil? That's right. You know, he says this all while he's wearing the logo Mm -hmm. of the Saudi Arabian oil company, the largest oil company in the world. And it's in their, it's in their interest the thing is, is that along with bashing our oil, he's bashing oil as a whole. So he specifically was talking about Canada and the oil sands. You're right. So, but yeah, I mean it. What if? What if? Yeah. Like, hey, well, you're there, and uh, I don't actually believe this conspiracy theory. No. I, th- I no, think, but he, it is interesting. It is definitely something to consider for sure. I think he's, you know, committed to environmentalism, but also not so committed that he 
won't drive in Formula One. You yeah. fly around the world every week. I just, and, it's <laughs> very odd. Yeah, it anyway. is. I think he's just a con- he's he's, he, a, I think he's, he's a confused man. I think mm-hmm. is, is definitely what we're at here. Yep. Um, but I thought that was interesting. You know, yeah. it would be in Saudi Arabia's best interest for the world to turn on Alberta oil, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, that's spicy. While I was thinking about this, though, last night got a message from a friend of the show, Damien. Yeah, and Damien had another theory. Damien had thing. a spicy theory kind of on the other side of this. And Damien said, what if the Alberta oil industry paid him off to get everyone talking about them during a time where oil and gas is lacking in the world? Mm. So you get this guy on the world stage. Interesting. Bashing Alberta oil, but still talking about it. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't think that works in our favor, but I mean, you. If you subscribe to the it, any press is good press. Y- yeah, it's true. So those are those are kind of like two opposite conspiracy mm-hmm. theories, but both conspiracy theories. Both great to think about. Both give your your mind a bit of a workout there, so that's good. Do you want to take them one or take them together on the plausibility scale? How many cars that run on water out of ten does this one get? Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that these both get. 13 cars that run on water out of 10, which okay. is a decent rating. I mean, it's great to talk about and think about. And I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if there was some sort of... Something going on? Something going on. Something afoot? I just don't know if it's these two. Okay. Yeah. Sad showed up on my feed yesterday for a, a new bathing suit, and it was one of those bathing bathing suits that ha- is a thong in the back, mm-hmm. so you know has the bare cheeks exposed. Yep. But in the photo, uh, the bikini wearing model was sitting on the concrete deck around a pool in Vegas, like bare cheek to deck, and something about that just gave me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. That's a big photo on Instagram right now. It's huge. Where you have your your fluff. Mm-hmm. Kind of smashed against a chair or a ledge yeah. or you know, pool I, deck. I don't mind the look of the thong bikini at all, especially if you've got you know a sizable feather duster like that is a cool way to show it off. It looks great, I think, but your bare cheeks to everything is what's happening with those bikinis, and mm-hmm. I never really thought about that until you know until looking at this, and I was like, oh, especially that pool deck in Vegas where God knows what's <laughs> been there and what's gonna go there after you it's like mooning every service you encounter you know like think about somebody sticking their moon to some glass and how kind of gross that is and then think about doing that with every single surface that you touch in a public place like vegas it's just you're right for all your... for all intents and purposes it is a it is a bare ass right it is it is a it is a it almost is a totally bare ass bare but ass. when you think about the anatomy of a dumper uh-huh the cheeks aren't the part that we're concerned about. Right? No, it's true. It's just it's it's very close to to the hot waffle, right? It's it's it just when you have that little bit of barking spider, as you've called it. You know what I'm you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're 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 really just playing yeah. with fire a little bit because that bathing suit could just adjust ever so slightly. And you're in the danger zone. You're, you're in the Kenny Loggins danger zone. Your for love sure. bunker is right there, and you're, ah! you know, and you're touching yeah. other people's. Yeah. And just there's something about it. You're I see what you're saying. It's just treading water. Uh-huh. Cork screamer is so close to touching other people's, and I just there's something about that, you know. This hmm. this ad just really brought it all forward to me. I, I'm sorry. Just these aren't really things that the average fella has to worry about. No, no, you don't necessarily. I mean, well, there are thong, thong speedos for for guys as yeah. well. 
You know, the banana hammock, the full-out banana yeah, hammock. Yeah, I think explosive. we'd all prefer that not to happen, though. I think so as well. I just, maybe maybe we should just all think of, you know, bringing a towel with us rather than just exposing bare cheek and... Like nudists do. Yes. Just but sit on that instead. If you're going to wear a bikini, you have to bring a towel. Just, yeah. You know, rather than just pushing that thing up and rubbing it around everything and... <laughs> You know, also like being in Vegas and being by those pools, you just see what goes down there. I'm just like, you're playing with fire there. Yeah, is that our biggest concern in? <laughs> it's true. In a pool in Vegas. Well, that... it's... <laughs> you're right. You know what? You're right. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was thinking more about this since you brought it up, and I mean, I am terrified of public toilet seats. Yes. I do not like bare ass contact with public toilet seats. That's essentially what's happening here. Well, and this is the thing. The same women who put all of the toilet paper on the toilet seats because they can't stand to touch their ass to it are the ones who are putting their bare asses on the decks of a pool in Vegas. Like, very weird. I'm like, what happened? Where, where's your reasoning? What's the same logic thing. here? It's the exact same thing. I mean, in the, you could argue that there's, like, pee on the toilet seat, and that's why... It's gross, but... There's a whole lot worse on public chairs and things at resorts, okay? Let yep, me tell you. I guess good point. Yeah. Good point. Damn. So you're cool with your chugaloo being on one of those, but yep. not not the other. I mean, you're, they're essentially... These thong girls are essentially turning the resort into one big public toilet seat, aren't yep. they? They are. Yeah, just think. And then people, you know, like... Think about that next time you your face gets near to one of those. You know, you have a little nap on one of those cushions that... <laughs> That's at a resort? Well, think about the ass cheeks that have been on that prior. How many? I wonder how many chugs were right here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> pool. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I have a friend on Instagram. He's a big mountain biker. And he shared a video of uh, actually a road cyclist who had clearly just crashed into a cactus patch because this dude was covered in cacti. Oh, God. Like, he had... Full like, cactus plant sticking out of his ass, like it was. From what I gather, like I didn't think that. Oh, I guess if it was the the lower bushes, because I was like, cacti don't tend not the to, big ones. Not, okay, you, just well, the, you didn't have like a saguaro. I was cactus like, on how, did back, you miss but, a giant? Like those, normally those are kind of standalone. You went right into the cactus. Okay, no, no, it looked like he had like crashed and rolled through a patch oh, of them because there were like God. there were full cactus plants stuck to him, and he kind of looked like he was in shock. Like people, that would be so people, awful. It was so nasty. So awful. Like, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies thinking about that. That's like that's like a cartoon accident. That's yep. like, I can't think of maybe a more unfortunate place to bin it than no. to put her in the On rhubarb. On a bunch of porcupines, it would be about the same. <laughs> when okay? the rhubarb is cactus. Oh, my God. Um, but And this friend, he knows a thing or two about, about that himself. A few years ago, he crashed his bike face first into a wasp nest. Oh, my God. And I don't know how many stings he took, but I have never seen anyone more swollen than he was. Like, he couldn't even see out of his eyes. Is he slightly like, allergic as well? Well, he must have been. Yeah. Oh, God. He had just, like, a flat face and, like, these two slits for eyes. Mm. He was so swollen. He looked like that one Bear Grylls clip where Bear tries to get honey and then finds out he's allergic to bee stings. And it's one of the funniest things on the internet. Oh, my God. It's a lot of trouble to go through for a bit of honey. <laughs> he, can't, he can't even see. Just turns into like a sea urchin at that point. You just look like a, oh man, it's brutal, man. The worst oh. I've ever done. I uh, we were camping one time. We were just throwing a football around, and I didn't have shoes on, and I ran through like these thistles. I ran mm-hmm. through like a patch of thistles, and oh, I had I don't know how many yeah. thistles in the bottom of my feet. That sucked. And I was like, what do we do about this? Because you couldn't even really see them. Yeah, they were, and so one with the one of the women who we were camping with was like, you need to put banana peels on your feet. I was like, what? Oh. 
So I had to lay on my stomach with my feet in the air, and they put banana peels on my feet. And sure enough, the banana peels like worked the thistles out of my feet. Are you talking about th- like burrs? The kind of yeah. yeah. Is there a difference between a burr and a thistle? I'm not sure. A thistle is like a type of flower in particular. But okay. Yeah, like those burrs. I've had those attached to me all over the place. My God, they're a nightmare. I know you're talking about the ones that look like those sticky little guys from Super Mario. Yes. Right? Not those. Oh, These okay. were like the actual tiny little needles that oh, you couldn't gross. really see. Yeah. So I've had the burrs too because I crashed a bike into some burrs one yep. time. But. I've had them all in my hair, and I mean they've been oh. there for several days. Sometimes you don't notice them, or I don't anyway. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So just... banana peels will work in that instance. Good if you ever, it's a good little life hack, but yeah, not fun, man. Like even you think about like a dog that gets porcupined. I know this is what I was, oh. I'm envisioning that. From Homeward Bound? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking well, of? Well, of course. Yeah. Yes. That's the most famous, but I mean, I, that happens, right? I've seen the odd picture of that and it's just awful. And yep. the cacti I feel are similar <sighs> to humans. It was bad. It was bad. Like run face first into a cactus. I don't know if the banana peels will work for this fella because he had he had lots of cacti attached to him. You need a lot of banana peels. <laughs> Real heavy duty ones. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. What? Yeah. A second conspiracy corner today? A second conspiracy corner today. Spicy. I stumbled across this yesterday and uh, it's a conspiracy regarding Camp Hero Montauk. Have you heard of this? Never. Okay, so it's this old decommissioned military base in New York that uh, people believe was used for government experiments. People think it was used for mind control and time travel, experiments on children. There are all kinds of crazy, crazy theories about this place. But there have actually been a couple books written about it, one called Montauk Chronicles, another called The Montauk Project. So there's tons you can read up about it. Um, This is just kind of the Coles Notes versions. But a couple former military officers even claim to have witnessed some really weird things. One guy claims to have been teleported there to begin with. And then uh, one of the big things surrounds this big radar tower that they have there. And uh, when it was operational, I guess this radar tower was known to cause headaches to everybody around. People would have these really weird dreams. A bunch of animals would freak out every time it was working. Equipment nearby would malfunction. There's tons of people who have these weird stories about, you know, having these odd dreams and these strange thoughts when this radar tower was on and, and working and... Everybody says they think that this was actually what the the government was using to Whoa. control minds. I just googled it and it looks like a like a creepy facility. Yeah. So I understand why people would look at that and be like, "What is going on in there?" Oh, for sure. Uh, there were also these reports of these children that were there, and they were known as the Montauk Boys, who apparently were essentially taken hostage and then experimented upon. They said they were trying to make these boys soldiers, like super soldiers. So they were kind of taken into this facility, according to all of these. Okay, I want to read a lot more on this. Oh, yeah. Apparently, the facility, like, supposedly inspired Stranger Things. Yes. Yes. All of the conspiracy and stuff tied to it are, yeah. There's that weird base in the trees where they're doing Mm -hmm. experiments in there. Yeah. And I forgot about that, but you're, yes, Stranger Things was inspired by a lot of the stories that came out of this place. How have I never heard of this place? I don't know. I well, don't know. Conspiracy reading we've done. I've never heard of it at all. Oh, and it yeah. It looks creepy. And the list of stories, like, I guess after it was decommissioned, far after this large quantity of food was delivered there mysteriously, and everybody was like, well, if it's decommissioned, then hmm. why is there food? <laughs> and they say that there, you can go and explore parts of it, but there's all these, like, hidden doors and things that aren't in the blueprints. 
So they say that there's a big part of the facility that aren't in the official government blueprints that makes them think that there's stuff still going on there. It's it's weird, man. You start going down that rabbit hole, there's a lot of things going on. Do you believe it? Do you oh. believe there's weird stuff happening there on the plausibility scale? How many Twiggy alien bodies at at Roswell? How many Twiggy alien bodies at Area 51 You know, do you give this out of 10? I'm going to give this one 12 and a half Twiggy alien bodies out of 10. I mean, I think that there is a chance that something's going on, but I also think when you see just a, an eerie-looking facility, people's minds tend to wander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Crazy, that's so true. I'm not sure, but spooky. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I have had three people comment on my hair in the past week. One woman said, I love your hair. I wish I could get that look. And then a girl yesterday was like, how do you how do you get that look with your hair? And then there was a guy who asked a friend of mine if I was a stylist. I have stylist hair. It's gotten wild enough now that it looks like you're doing it on purpose. Apparently, it's its, its own thing now. It's its own entity, I guess. People are really commenting. But I'm taking it. I mean, they all meant it in a positive. It sounds like it. Which is crazy get, to me. How do you get that how look? How do you get well, that look? you got, you got to be stranded in the forest for a few months. Okay, you take a hedge, all right, with a lot of naughty pines and stuff, and you go through it backwards. Just ram your schmutz in there. Yeah, just put it right in there Rattle and then it around pull out. Hopefully there's a few nests and stuff that form in that and voila. But seriously, it's really odd. I was like, we've talked recently about how much more humidity there is here. And I think that's part of it. Like I grew up with humidity and my hair just kind of reacts differently in humidity than not. Mm -hmm. And I always thought it looked Mm -hmm. a little better with humidity. And now I guess it's proven. I don't know if it's more volume or what, but yeah, I've got a look going on. Depends on your type of hair, because like I said, my hair and skin has felt great lately, but a friend of the show, Jan, messaged yesterday and said her hair is like completely out of control in the humidity. Anyone with naturally curly hair, that's the case. And I have kind of a mixture, so mine actually goes a bit wavy, which I think is what people like, because that's that's pretty rare to have that weird in between. Here, though, it normally just dies and looks awful, and then add a little more humidity and it gets a little more wavy apparently people like it so fun little vacation do going yeah. on over there hey shauna right um i got yeah. that vacation hair not braids though no vacation braids happen do that next i should i love the humidity but i mean i guess not everybody does not right? everybody not does everybody does no no maybe it's time to yeah yeah help we could that? rebrand the humidity we could help you I look at so. it in a different way we could mm-hmm. make the humidity sexy, sexy. Ooh. Humidex X X. It is so moist. I'm literally dripping. Mm. Your dew point is rising. (laughs) Oh, it feels way hotter when you're around. You have that effect on people. (laughs) Vapor. I hardly know her. Do you like to do it with a specific person or with a relative? <laughs> Those are the two types of humidity, by the way, specific or relative. <laughs> that is a deep meteorological it's joke. Very deep. deep. I had a, to explain it. But I mean, Sasky, I appreciate I the reference. I was going to say, this for you. Him, so That's for you. you. Yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? What'd you learn, Shauna? I was reading about zebras. I don't know how I got onto that, but uh, a couple of things. First of all, zebras, uh, to keep track of them, you know how a lot of animals are tracked. Mm -hmm. They actually can scan their stripes like barcodes now. 
No way. Yeah. So they're that's, living barcodes? They're living barcodes. So because each zebra has unique stripes, no two zebras have the same type of stripe or stripe pattern, they can just scan them like barcodes, and that's how they keep track of them. So that's that crazy. That is so cool. I Wouldn't like, that work for any animal with a pattern on it? Yeah. Depending. I For some reason, like barcodes and stripes, like black and white stripes, mm-hmm. that's... So I don't know why that is so much easier than other types of patterns, but... It's just measure the distance between and the so. thickness? Yeah. Uh, but that's a bit crazy. Also, um, they used to think that the reason that zebras had stripes was uh, for camouflage purposes. And they've more recently said that's not actually the case. And they don't if fully know yet, but the two options are either that the stripes keep the zebra cooler because, mm-hmm. you know, the, obviously the black stripes will attract some and then it kind of mixes with the white and that is supposed to actually keep a zebra cooler. Uh, the other thing, though, is it helps with flies. When they compare how much horses get bit by flies as opposed to zebras, zebras get bitten uh, far, like far less. And uh, for some reason, flies don't like stripes. And I didn't realize that. So if you wear stripes, flies would be less likely to bite you. I don't know why, but they just, they don't like stripes. They avoid, they avoid stripes. So apparently like some insects are attracted to different colors. So so that could, I could see that being true. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess wow. there anyway. So lots of things about zebras. I just wild and anim- weird animals. Totally alien looking. Weird. Hey, yeah. yeah, love them. I love their stripes. They're beautiful, but just weird. Aren't they mean as hell too? Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like encounter- donkeys. They can they can kick with like three thousand pounds of force or ah. something. Like you don't. Do you want to catch that in the giblets? You do sure you? don't. No. <laughs> um, I was reading a bit about the Voyager probes, and they're they're going to start powering down some of their remaining uh, instruments because it's like the mission is. Coming to an end. Well, it was supposed right. to. It was supposed to only last four years, and it's been forty-five years Holy since God. they launched Voyager. And I was reading a bit about how that happened. And when they went to get approval to build these probes, the scientists knew that they had a tight window to visit the four gas giants: Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, yeah. but could only get approval to visit Jupiter and Saturn. So the engineers who built it just quietly over-engineered the probes, oh. and then they thought once people saw the images coming back from Jupiter and Saturn, they could be like, hey, by the way, they have enough juice to keep going to the next two gas giants. Should we do it? So that's kind of what they did. They said if an engineer working on the Voyager probes had the option to like over-engineer a part that was going on it, they just did it. They didn't ask for approval from anyone. And that's why these suckers are running like 10 times longer than they were supposed to. To people that are that smart... You would not want to be the manager of them because they could probably just do stuff that would just go right over your head and you'd have no yeah, idea. I'd be like, uh, what's this do? Right? You'd be like, well, this is for this, this. And sure. And does it have to be like that? Oh, yep. yes. Yes, it does. I'll take your word for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's all keep, you can Keep do. up the good work, I yeah. guess. Give yourself a big old pat on the back for that one. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.